Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. Still here with Abby Clark. That sounds like Abby Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I just that sounds to... like we are locked sorry, in a room. Sorry, like like we are... Yeah, I was trying to make it <laughs> <Our> very... <laughs> 252. Yeah, yeah. If you're still awake. Yeah. I, was trying to, I was trying to make it soothing for everyone because, you know... It's... You failed. No, it was not. I can I can do a very... I feel unsoothed. Anyway, no, listen, okay. So... I don't think you like me. Okay, wait, Abby, close your eyes. Close your eyes. This is going to soothe you, right? So oh, here we go. I don't oh, like don't it when someone's soothing Close your eyes. Shut them. <laughs> is it bold oh. or bald? Bold. Bold. You don't say bald. Bold. I'm bold. You don't say that's bold. A, that's a washing detergent. Because no, there's got to be some difference between like being bold yeah, and bold. being bold. Ba- it's bald. 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 I don't have to say it. No, because you because you would say you would say that was very <laughs> it's bold. Not a problem. Of you. <laughs> you would say that's very bold of you. You wouldn't say that, yeah. as in like because yeah. he's bald. bald. No, you, no, you wouldn't say that. No. I say bald. It's not I a word say. anymore. I like bald, 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 bald. Hey, listen, I, mean, I do want to talk about anxiety and things like that. In yes. Term, just because I think it's a really important subject, and uh, it's been Men's uh, Health Week and Men's Mental Health, and we spoke about lots of things. And private parts, we talk about lots. I think social media is a really tricky area, and I think. Um, it definitely does drive. You know, I did a reality show for ten years, right? Mm. And my my sort of uh, mental health definitely became funky because of that because I I became so anxious, like so anxious. Um, but I uh, the way I sort of got through it was I just drank, <laughs> so I would just drink, which is a really bad way to. Uh, yeah, I did it in lockdown though, so I couldn't even like go out. Yeah, I was just trapped in my kitchen, like. <laughs> <laughs> but but where do you th- what, with the anxiety? Had you had anxiety before? Or did it just start? No. So I yeah, like I've always been pretty lucky with my mental health. I'd say. Well, to be fair, <laughs> a lot of things now make sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh well, that's that- why everybody hated me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got OCD. <laughs> um, that's why no one else cared about someone turning over their left shoulder in a play, and I did. <laughs> Um, but I thought I, I was <laughs> I had the same thing I remember when I, when I used to go to the bathroom when I was a kid and there was a perm above the uh, the loo sorry what bathroom you <laughs> it, 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 no I, at home and I used to get in the middle of the night I'd take a pee sorry. and there was there's a perm that was uh, please remember don't forget never leave and I'd have to say the whole perm before I before you, go back to bed before I could go back to bed every single time and then I told someone they said don't you do that and they went no and I went well, that's obviously when weird you, right? when you brought up in the Victorian <laughs> I, had to, I had to say a poem before I could go no it was OCD I had to do a prayer <laughs> I did have to do a prayer at night as well oh I thought you meant before we go to the toilet yeah. <laughs> please let this go well um, you had to do a prayer at Radley to stop the bigger boys coming in your room <laughs> please lord not tonight I, uh, I had a friend uh, a guy I lived with it at university he was a pretty weird guy actually I uh, lived with him for a term. I shout, hope he's not listening. Shout out to your mate. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him in years. I honestly haven't seen him in years. He, he. The, I could tell you a story about this guy, but it's it's almost too horrible to. All right, I'm going to tell you. Um, he, this is no word of a lie. All right, this guy. We're at university, and uh, we're all living together, and we had this one. This person, this guy. He he said we were talking about it one night. He said, "Oh, he did acid once, right?" And to anyone listening, do not take drugs. Wait, but, how old were you? I was 20. This guy oh, had done... This guy, you were going to be like 12? No, I was, it was at university and this guy... I didn't know this guy, but he just ended up living with us. And he had done acid before and he said he... Every single time now he went to the loo to the, take a pee, he would see Mr. Bean looking back at him. What? And, and so when, he was, when he was drunk, 
he would become shy because there was Rowan Atkinson looking at him. And I said, what did he say? And he went, well, just do Mr. Bean. <laughs> he doesn't talk. <laughs> doesn't does he? talk, just looking back at him. I was like, this kid's weird. Anyway, so that happened. He then was sitting one night, and I kid you not, we're sitting, a couple of my friends, and this guy, we're talking about stuff, and, and this guy said, oh, I'll put anything in my mouth for money. And I went, <laughs> he went, yeah. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> I've got, my I've got loads of money and I've got something I want to put in your mouth. So. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, uni's a paying off. A willy, a willy garage. <laughs> a willy garage. Just going to park this Is that in what here. You, call your... you can't call someone's <laughs> mouth. You said minge earlier. Someone's mouth is a willy garage. <laughs> Just going to back this Just up in here. Boop, boop. <laughs> Why is it going backwards? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you find if I park my willy in your garage? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, he was talking about. He was talking about. Alex was talking about minges earlier. That was all a bit weird. <laughs> your vocabulary <laughs> way is too just, early on in meeting someone to talk the apple. about. It's... <laughs> yeah, kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> talking about someone's mouth as a willy garage. <laughs> Just gonna pop, pop down to the garage. Can I use your minge and Willy garage? <laughs> Willy garage. Oh. I love it. I'm using it. Please. <laughs> Next TikTok. It's got an automatic door. Is it? Yeah. Can I say, wait? Can I use your minge and Willy garage? <laughs> yeah. So you like, rent, you, your house doesn't have one, so you have to rent out another space. Those are like mechanical sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cheat. I only used a willy garage. Like, I had nowhere to park. <laughs> the road was so busy. Imagine if their mouth opened as slowly as a garage, though. That'd be really just made the eye contact. For, like. for Jamie, for Jamie and Dust, they're like, uh, don't think I should be doing this. <laughs> A willy garage. Uh, Honestly, that is so good. If I get a t-shirt that says, I love willy garage. <laughs> I'll get one saying, I am. <laughs> one free parking. <laughs> Somewhere to leave your car overnight. <laughs> Double garage, single garage. Your sales, your saleswoman. Double garage, single garage. Family garage. I'll be getting a t-shirt saying, I am a willy garage. <laughs> If you, if you if you get one and you wear it, I'll obviously love you. <laughs> I'd get too many DMs. <laughs> oh, yeah, my willy garage. I'll do it. I, I have a friend who embroiders T-shirts. I'll, I'll do it. Please, please, let me do it. Sorry, embroiders. Imagine sitting there embroidering. Yeah. They do it with, right, what's the saying? Willy garage. Oh, my God. I am a willy garage. <laughs> I'm crying. I think I just got a catchphrase. <laughs> Don't steal content. It's also really hot in here from the lights. It's, really it's so boiling. So oh, oh, anyway, as I was saying, so this guy, right? This is this guy. <laughs> Gosh, we were yeah, I literally know I don't know what we Can it talk Willy Garage? <laughs> he said, I'll, I'll put anything in my Willy Garage for money. <laughs> and that was it. So he said, yeah. he'll put anything in his mouth for money. Yeah. And I said, no, he you... He revving up the engine. <laughs> <laughs> and I said... <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to me? <laughs> I said no, no you wouldn't I went no you wouldn't and he said yes I would I said no you wouldn't he said, <laughs> he said he said name something I went okay you wouldn't put shit in your mouth for money oh god you horrible man <laughs> and he said he said well how much are you paying me and I went I don't know 20 quid and he said alright and I for went for 20 quid 20 quid 
And so I was like, they can't believe this is happening at university. So my friend uh, pooed onto a plate. <laughs> it's very civilised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He pooed onto a plate. And then the only way I can say, you know, did when he heat the plate in the oven? Did he, first? Did he, yeah. did he light a candle? <laughs> did he heat the plate in the oven? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sell some canapes. <laughs> so this guy was like, so my friend then pooed onto a plate. And the only way I can describe it is that he he went to, you know, when you go to McDonald's, you get those little ketchup pots. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he <laughs> was making me feel a bit. Sick. Yeah, yeah. It was, ho- it was horrible. Poo. It was horrible. He he found one of those little pots and then put a bit of poo in it and gave it to this guy and we were all watching him and he ate it oh. and he Wait, ate so he didn't it. even just put it in his mouth he put it in I his like, mouth like, and like, swallowed it it's like the worst I'm a celebrity that was not ever. part of the death and he swallowed <laughs> it and then I was like oh my god and then he he retched and I went oh my god and, yeah. he, and I said it, what happened he said it wasn't that bad swallowing it but when he burped he, it, it smelled <laughs> oh, like shit mate oh that's making me feel really ill horrendous <laughs> can that like kill you yeah I think it can make you go blind isn't that what killed him I, no, they, I what, think, that, that, I, that documentary about me being sewed together. Well, that por- that porno. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had to eat each other's poop. Yeah, but I, I, I think it was the fact I'm pretty that sure were... the one at the end died first because it was getting the poop off the room. It, it, surely it'd be cleaner poop because it's gone through the recycling facility. No, because I guess because it's more. Wouldn't it be more toxic because it's like someone's pooped someone else's poop? Oh god, that is just too funny. So anyway, I don't know how I got onto that. How did I, I don't get, either. You're get... talking about a guy who was weird. Oh yeah, <clears throat> this guy's so anyway, poop muncher. Anyway, it was just the whole thing was pretty weird. Anyway, I think we're talking about anxiety. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's actually relieved my anxiety. <laughs> Thank God I'm not that weird. Anyway, going back to anxiety, which we were talking about, um, I do, I do think though that social media drives that, and and I think that you know we we look at the statistics, right, especially during lockdown, how mental health has risen, and it's massively risen, and it's a really upsetting kind of thing, and it's almost like a lava going through like towns mm. and villages across the UK. Um, and I, I, Give him the apple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a beautiful metaphor. <laughs> that was absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> Give him the apple, so like it's we, the cost. Can we move this dark coat? I don't think it's good for the. Uh... Yeah, move it away. Um, but I also think that it is this kind of lava going through, and I and I definitely. I definitely think a lot of it is down to social media. Mm. I, th- I think it is. And, and Abby, as you're so saying, what you're saying is the volcano of social media needs to stop. Well, I, I think. But why do you think you feel anxious because of social media? I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it is the pressure of it. I think. The, 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 I think it's that you you have to be on it all the time. It's, it's almost and... a bit like a drug, isn't it? It's like you get that dopamine hit, and then when you don't have it, you're not getting that validation. You're like, oh shit, I need to post. Mm. so that people still like me I don't know I, I think I could quite easily not, not, not. pose mm. but I, like I was saying to you for me now because it's given me this incredible opportunity like just facts I wouldn't be like here if I hadn't had the year yeah we, we only get big celebrities yeah 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 show, I yeah. mean can't wait to sign the board <laughs> um, <laughs> but like but it's true like no one would know who I was so I feel like I have to keep it going to keep my career going really is how I feel and I was saying to you like every post is like a bit of portfolio (laughs) no it's not but it's just like a if like a tv producer went on my page I feel like every post has to be like this standard and I think and also like for a sketch anyway when you post something on the internet it's final like it's out there that's that and I think that terrifies me because I'm like I never get to do this sketch again so in my mind I'm like I have to make it the best it can possibly be otherwise what's the point 
of doing it. Whereas with stand-up, you get to like just go on, try a... I'm still laughing about Willie Garage. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get out of my head. I, I'm laughing in my head about it. So when I'm talking through my Willie Garage on stage... Um... Talking through your Willie Garage? Yeah. Wow, that's, that's a talent. No it's a very you, modern garage. No wonder you get booked. Um... Yeah, but yeah, continue. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, no, it's just that you can like tell a joke and then be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to add this bit next time. Like, you can, you do the same jokes for, like, a year and you can continue to, like, improve them and edit them and add tags and take bits out. And that's really... <laughs> Jamie couldn't because his career lasted <laughs> 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 three shows. <laughs> yeah, damn it. I can't do that. Shows. Um, but, yeah, whereas, like, internet, I think everything you post is so final and it is so, and the bigger you get, the more people have something to say or comment or judge or you know try and cancel people or yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite a terrifying very final world but yeah. also wants really quick turnover I think that's my stress is that they want quick content all the time but they also want it to be that standard and it, it, that's a lot of pressure that's yeah. a lot. but also I, I think that the tricky thing is is you know as we're seeing with this whole cancel culture at the moment is that people who have been posting stuff uh, back in the day that hasn't dated now right that mm. stuff so you now have to be careful about what you're posting now because you're thinking that okay what's the future going to hold for us so yeah. is stuff going to be okay is it going to age well all these different things and that's even more pressure but I think with you Abby you, you've I think with comedians right comedians there's always that thing <clears throat> you know with uh, Mickey Flanagan he did his joke out out you know when he went but he did that and that like blew him up right yeah that made him sort of very famous and i think comedians in general you need that kind of like moment that sort of makes you oh oh my god we like this person now because they're mm. very funny and stuff like that and i think for you, you it was your social media that has done that for you but i think now you're you're sort of seen i would say as a, an, an established comedian and so people now book you because you're a comedian not because you're a social media star I don't know I think I still I think for me personally I think what has made me I don't know to like agents or producers or whatever be like oh this person's interesting is that I have the stand up but I also have the social media because I think a lot of stand up comedians don't really do social media Mm -hmm. which I was kind of like why not and now I'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is why (laughs) but I think it's kind of because it is like when you've got a comedy page as well, there's this pressure to be funny all the time. Everything I post, I feel like, has to make at least one person laugh. Whereas, like, I remember watching Joe Brand and her being like, oh, I'm only funny on stage. And you're like, yeah, you do need an off time where you can just yeah. be, like, dull as hell. <laughs> and yeah. just... Um, whereas if you're on social media, you have to be, like, funny on stage and then also constantly on your phone. But it is, like, I think that's what makes me... I think that's why an agent want to take me on because they're like, oh, because she's a social media person. So I feel like if I stop the social media, it's like, oh, well, she's just like all other comedians now. I, I, I might feel myself. It's probably though. one of those things you'll probably work out a balance as you like. Yeah, pro- definitely. Progress. I think that's the thing. Like, only recently has Stan come back and I'm suddenly doing both at the same time. But I think it will, and I, I think it will change when I do become more known for stand up. And then my social media is just a nice thing that goes along, like you can follow my life along. Um, yeah, I think I think I, I totally understand what you mean. So going back to you know having done a, this reality show for so long, which is basically what, what show was that? It's made in Chelsea. Oh, um, you were on it, weren't you? No, oh, I don't think so. Um, anyway, <laughs> don't remember. yeah, don't remember, don't remember that. Um, but it, it's I, there was no off switch for me. So yeah. I I then because I'm, I'm I was definitely who I was on the show, but it was a more heightened version, right? So yeah, and so then what happened? You went from a dick to a massive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm stuck in a tunnel of lies, Mr. Binky. Um, anyway, did so you, did you have though, but like producers forcing you to be like meaner than you wanted 
two or anything. Not, not in Jay's case. He was just an, a real asshole. <laughs> no, but it, what happened was is that um, you, you, you do a show and you know that if you are going to... In order to, to be sort of the, the, the top person, right, you, you have to break up. You have to yeah, argue. you have to have drama. You have to create drama and do drama. So you make the choice in your head whether you want to do that or not, right? Um, but the problem is, is that also we film like 150 days a year or something crazy like that. So 150 days a year you're filming this TV show which is about arguing, fighting and all those different things. And so you then almost, it's a heightened version of yourself. Mm. But then what you do is you, you don't realize for, or you forget how to behave in normal situations because you feel like you have to go into every single room and entertain someone. I just love people with <laughs> <laughs> If anyone talks for an extended period of time, I just start drifting and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back in the garage later. <laughs> it's everyone in a different place. <laughs> I know. It was cracking me up so much when you were talking about anxiety and I was trying not to laugh about Willie Garage. <laughs> Okay, imagine good, you're a I'm therapist good. and you're just like mid-session. Mid I just can't believe no one has ever thought of Willie Garrett. I'm sure they have somewhere. <laughs> Someone's said it. so good. It's Willie Garrett. Oh. I am a Willie Garrett. <laughs> uh, the whole point was is that <laughs> I, found it, I found it very difficult to be normal. <laughs> Stop it. It's like, being in, it's like being in class when you, you're not supposed to laugh. I can't help it. But it did, I found it very difficult. <laughs> I, I found it very difficult to be normal in everyday life because I. <laughs> you just want to please everyone. That was it, and That's I had it. to be funny in every situation. That's actually what used to happen. Yeah, it's tiring. Yeah. It's tiring to be like that. Though I can't. I can't do it. Well, and then also, like, I sometimes get DMs when they're like, oh, my God, you're so happy all of the time. And it's <laughs> you're like... <there>. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> but it's, it's like, no one's happy all of the time. And I don't want them to believe that either. But also, no one wants to see a story of me being like, great, yeah. <laughs> shit day today. You, could, you like, could adopt that as part of your stand-up. You have to have your miserable time as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just really and now, grumpy. five minutes of misery. Um, yeah. But, but I think that, I think what happened... Because I, I can ask, how old are you? Is that... Uh, just turned 25. You see, you're, you're 25, so you're, you know, in the most unpatronised way. You're, you're a baby, right? You're so young and so... Thank you, because no. I, I felt 25 suddenly it's made down, me no down, longer down new and interesting. Oh, my God, no. 25, I would I would say that's very young. Like, I, I, and especially as a comedian, I think that's extremely yeah, young. Yeah, it is. I think it is young for a comedian. I think loads of comedians get really big in their, like, 30s, because it's that, like, real hot spot of being able to relate to older people. Yeah. Because you've started to have like I don't know marrying someone or those kind of experiences, but you can still relate to younger people, mm. which was my issue when I was going. I couldn't relate to older people because I'm not married, I don't have kids, I I didn't have a long term job, I still worked in a cafe, like so there wasn't as much relation. Where I think you hit a sweet spot, so there aren't many comedians that are in their twenties. I, I imagine that'll probably change because like more people will come like through social media to become yeah. comedians, and social media is quite a young. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, you don't get many. Like, I think Bo Burnham was kind of like the guy who did that. I know what you mean, but I think I think you're so right with that with the comedy circuit is that a lot of people, um, because you are because you're perceived as young, people don't know if you have the same humour. So you, your humour has to be a certain. You're relating to a certain audience. Yeah, and, and a typical sort of you know typical audience who go to watch comedy is a bit of a it's an older audience. It's, right? Yeah, comedy club like young people don't go watch live comedy really. Like I'd say some of the like if you're like inner city so I'd say like London gigs and like in Bristol gigs especially like the new material cheap nights that you get kind of younger but like comedy club audiences are, are much they're in like 40s and above and so I was having to write 
I found like all I could write about was sex because I was like that's the only thing everyone here (laughs) that we've all like experienced and it wasn't really the material I wanted to be writing about but I had to write it to like to really, see the audience. Really, you forced into doing it almost. Well, yeah, because like forced when I forced into talking about sex. <laughs> yeah. This comedy really sounds a bit dodgy. Um, well, no, like obviously I talked about it in my own way, and it, it was never like oh yeah, sex. It was like because um, as British people we are like that. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why are we like that? As British people, we typically we are a bit like oh god, you know, we're quite strange with sex. We're almost timid around it. Yeah. And I don't know why that happens. Well, we're just awkward people, aren't we? I mean, yeah. like quite a lot of comedians, I think that's the thing, is they talk openly about sex and people like are like, yay, because I can't say this. Yeah. Um, but then also, like, there's a stereotype that women do just talk about, like, their fannies and whatever. And I didn't want to be that comedian, but it kind of was, as a young person in a comedy club, one of the only things I could say to 50-year-olds, and they'd be like, ha-ha, yeah. yeah we know those. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, could, I couldn't do my material on The Sims and Twilight, because they were like, what? Like... <laughs> I would love you to you start with The Simpsons Twilight like dead room and you're like anyway so my fanny <laughs> I was like <laughs> fine tits um, um, yeah so that's the thing is like I was hoping social media would bring young people to my gigs that's what like I wanted to do and I think that's what co- promoters want as well when they put me on a bill they're like oh that might bring young people in but I think yeah they just watch stuff on YouTube and TikTok and yeah. they don't really go to yeah. live comedy. Do, do, do you think that it, uh, that it, that it makes the jump? Because sometimes I find, you know, I, there's a lot of people out there, take podcasts, for example. There's a lot of people who we've had, you know, people on the podcast who have huge social media followings and it doesn't transcend sometimes. People don't jump mm. over to listen to podcasts. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people, you know, I was on TV doing Main Chelsea and I started a YouTube channel and not a lot of people watched that YouTube channel and I posted a video every single day for four years. And it was quite, so things don't jump across. Do you think with your audience, they, there's an appetite for them to see you live? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. But I, 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 you're not sure, because obviously it's a lot less effort to watch a video than actually like turn up to a gig. But like, I do get messages being like, tell us when your gigs are, when are you gigging? Like, we want to know. Um, who knows if they'd actually come? At the moment, I'm not really telling people because I want to. Are you not? I want to. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you must have had it's this be when quite you. Hard to sell tickets. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, like at the moment, I just because I'd only been going really like a year and a few months before lockdown doing stand up, so I'm still like a new. Can I just stand-up. ask you, why did you decide to do stand up? Because that's a big thing to go into. Um, I don't know. I just kind of always had like a little itch for it, but like I never wanted to tell anyone I thought I was funny so I put it off forever and then I just saw a friend doing like a comedy course and I was like huh what was that and so I did that and that was like a way to like creep into it and and how then it, how does a comedy course go I don't like I wouldn't I, do, I wouldn't repeat, say you like repeat learn after me my fanny <laughs> <laughs> yeah um like, here's dick joke one two and three and you're but, good to go but it's funny because Ivo Graham um who is a very funny comedian um and a friend of mine he he uh he had the same thing where I think similar to you where he'd be watching tv shows and he would say they would say something and he would respond and say oh this is going to be a funny joke here mm. and then the almost the people in the show would say the similar joke to him and he'd be like well this is what I keep sort of doing and yeah. so then from there he didn't tell anyone that he was so when he started doing stand-up people were like what you're doing stand-up and it's almost like people it's like imposter syndrome almost at the beginning where you think well this can be yeah. I think I can well, be pretty it's, funny it's, but it's I don't the pressure want... as soon as you tell someone you're a comedian they're like tell us a joke then yeah. and I'm like oh I'm more of like an observational <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me give you an essay but yeah like I, I noticed actually like once I started stand-up I was like oh hang on because like for years I'd, I'd just have like an inner personal monologue where I'd be like, 
basically doing stand-up in my head to myself and I never really realised I was doing that until I started doing stand-up and I was like oh I do like I do I observe <laughs> things to, and I like listen to the voices I, <laughs> that, oh yeah um, that was another moment I realised there was mental health issues in it <laughs> um, but yeah like I think you do realise like, it was just always something I kind of wanted to try but it took me ages to actually admit to anyone I wanted to try it yeah but I think that happens and in a lot of you've just admitted live on I know. private parts I podcast, am a comedian sometimes funny <laughs> but I think that's a good <laughs> thing and, always. but also I, I think also um, I think there's a and I, I still think that maybe this has got it's, it's a dodgy road to go down but I think I think being a, a, a woman and doing stand up at, uh, at a young age I think mm. that's tricky I think it is a really sort of tricky environment to yeah. go into well and also like yeah, it's a very male-dominated environment, which was weird for me because I came from, like, drama, <laughs> doing, like, drama at uni where everyone is a white brunette girl. Um, <laughs> literally everyone. And so, suddenly I was like, oh, there's only one of me, hello. Um, but, yeah, and but even, like, it's like some of the women who did comedy, like, they were very... So not. You, you did drama, didn't you? Yeah, I did drama. Did you? <laughs> there the we only, go. only blonde in class. <laughs> yeah, I, I was the You're only... probably I, the only guy. I was pretty much the only guy. The only bald. The only bald guy. There was 80 people in my year, and uh, two of them were guys, me and this other guy. The other guy was gay, and I and I was very on the edge, <laughs> being very metro. And they were like, is he? Um, and, uh, yeah, the rest were girls. The rest yeah, were girls. yeah. So, like, it was, like, a complete swap for what I'm used to. And, I, and even, like, some of the female communities I met I felt were really like edgy or like cool and I, and I said I'm basic bitch and like there just <laughs> weren't many basic bitches at a comedy club but I also actually kind of <laughs> loved that it was quite nice to yeah. be like oh well I'm gonna bring this to the bill yeah it, it was quite nice to be no, the I only totally... one for once and and listen and also I, I congratulate you. you you know if you if no one's seen your TikTok or seen your social media go and check it out because you honestly are you're so funny um, and I watched uh, Dating No Filter with you on that and you were genius on that. Um, are you going to be doing any touring or anything like you can't tell us or? Um, I, I do think like, I, I genuinely do just want to get more practice in basically. I want to like go out and just do clubs and hone it and write more. Because um, I, yeah, I was quite new, and that's that's why I'm kind of keeping it like I just want to have like a bit more practice. Because mm. <laughs> you must find it hard to start with a profile because you can't have that anonymous. <laughs> he found it really hard. Like, <laughs> well, actually, it's a bit more forgiving. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I think it's more forgiving because maybe I should invite people. No, it's because they, <laughs> yeah. they go like, oh, it's cute. Yeah, well, it's I think that's what they do. But also, so when I did the comedy stuff, um, yeah, they were more forgiving because I'm not known as a comedian. So yeah. um, they're, they're not like like you said, make this funny. You got make us laugh, make us laugh. It's more like, oh, there's that guy that we've seen on TV and he's trying to stand up. Oh, go on, give it a go. Yeah, yeah. just like Bless that. Him. Um, until you start talking about class jokes, which I did, and that was not good at all. Oh, oh my god, it was awful. Wrong crowd. Oh, it was, the whole thing was awful. It was really Lob awful. Your own yeah, to the audience. <laughs> I'm out of here. It was awful. The whole thing. Um, but uh, honestly, Abby, I think you are hilarious. Um, I think it's a great thing that you know people always say do, doing comedy takes ten years to master. So I think the more yeah. practice you do is great. But honestly, to all you lovely, that, this is that a pep talk. Yeah, it's a little pep talk. No, like people, yeah. people go for years and years, and they really hone it on circuit before they do like their Edinburgh debut hour and stuff like that. And you don't want to waste your debut hour. Like you don't want people to. I don't want to be that like YouTuber who's like, yeah, I can do a solo show, no. and then people turn up and it, and they don't come back. I want I mm. want a long term audiences returning, and so yeah, I'm I'm hiding for a little bit, and no, then I'll be true. like, I'm ready now. Yeah, Russell Kane always says the same thing. He says he gets questions asked, how do I get into the comedy circuit? And he always says, okay, here you go. It's a very simple technique. 
you have to for the first three years you have to go unpaid so you have to keep your job and you have to do gigging every single night that you can get a show you have to tell your friends that you're not going to see them for a few years because mm. you're just going to be gigging all the time after three years you could, or four years you can start making about 200 quid a week once you make 200 quid a week you can then start doing longer shows after five more years of doing that you can probably then call yourself a comedian yeah like he says yeah, that, say that, is, that is it I say most people I know yeah are like five years in when they start looking at getting on telly or anything like that and that's like quite early as well so I'm really lucky that I've kind of had a kind of uh, fast forward what's the word I don't know yeah yeah, um, yeah, you're springboard. Springboard. yeah springboard which is why also I'm a comedian in my 20s because usually it takes people their entire 20s to get there absolutely um, um, hey Abby listen uh, we don't want to take too much of your time go and follow Abby on social media on TikTok on Instagram Abby Clark it is so funny it is so good you're so natural and just warm and amazing and honestly you've made me laugh with Willie Garage more than <laughs> anything in the world so thank you so much for coming on what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. Oh, no. Oh, God. Not what? from you, Mitt. <laughs> no, I was feeling her anxiety. Um, <laughs> okay, here we go. You ready for this? Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I'd say, all right, just go for it. <laughs> Sick. Um, no, I, like, like I was saying about it, is that don't, don't wait for permission. Don't wait for someone else to, to give you the chance. Like, if you've got something you want to make, make it that's what I'd say there we go Abby Clark thank you so much everybody we'll see you next week bye bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.